you have any fantasy football team this weekend? And how did they get on? To be really good at you need to just take people in, draw people out, and then make sure you're doing these boosts here and there. And I'm like, Got myself in my own fantasy team. Got myself in my own fantasy team. Got myself in my own fantasy team. There's too much tinkering around for me. Straighten the phone and check who the captain was. What points to go? Where they come in the fantasy league. So I don't play it. I, I live in the real world, not the fantasy world. Hello everyone, welcome to Game Week 11 of the Premium Player FPL Podcast. Mindy's just disappearing as we go on air. Nice timing, Mindy. Uh, as you all know, Antonio Conte has joined the, joined the game this week. It kind of makes the whole FPL exciting again. Um, as most people have kind of drif- drifted towards kind of a template team now, City, Chelsea, a few of the Brentford lads, obviously Liverpool, Alexander and Arnold and um, Salah. So this kind of announcement kind of throws everything up in the air, doesn't it? So Mr. Mr. Mindy himself is very excited about the announcement and yeah, see what it brings towards the next game week, an international break. And then we all know Spurs' fixtures after that could get very interesting. Another world-class manager in the league while we still got Ollie at the wheel at United. I, I, I wouldn't say wouldn't say I'm exactly excited about that personally. I mean, it's interesting for FPL, definitely. What do you mean? Another uh, great tactical performance last night, I thought. Oh, God. What, what, what would he do without having some world-class players to bail them out every week? Eh? It's, uh, it's... it's a bit like you in, in work, isn't it? Like your workload, everyone <laughs> has to pick it up. You're relying on work-class, world-class workers, aren't you? Uh, well, I mean, I, I, I'm carrying the podcast this year with my, with my rank. What, <laughs> what, what are you offering? God knows. Just actually, it's, it's a good point. Actually. Positivity. This, this template that we have for YouTube with all the handles and stuff on, we we should we should add in our ranks really. Now that I've got a good rank, we should we should. I think the viewers and should be able to see like what our ranks are, what the points were, etc. I think they'll stop tuning in if they saw mine. Maybe I could do like last year's rank and just ignore. Yeah, just uh, instead of current rank, just have best ever OR. Um, but yeah, there's uh, as well as uh, Conte, there's some other stuff that we're going to talk about this week, mainly uh, Antonio. Fixtures getting harder for, for West Ham. Is it time for him to go? There's a fixture swing for some other teams, like a uh, nice run starting for for Brentford, people looking at Tony. So, so yeah, we'll have a lot on, on Antonio West Ham as well as uh looking at what Conte will do for the Spurs. Can can the bereft looking Kane sort himself out under Conte and just just generally how, how do teams improve when, when Conte takes hold? We've got some stuff on that. Uh, admin wise it's a Wednesday lunchtime. Uh so there's still some Champions League fixtures to go tonight and uh, it's a Friday deadline this week, so shorter turnaround. Get your teams ready for Friday. Yeah, please um, like and subscribe on YouTube. If you're a podcast listener, please, um, if, you, if you've got time, go and give our streams a like on YouTube. It helps them, helps them, the podcast be seen and all that jazz. A- anything else, Callum? No, sounds good. We'll get into this week's podcast. Um, yeah, so this is the running order this week. We're going to go through the game week that was. Um, it was like a lifetime ago now, doesn't it, that United spanked Spurs with all what's gone on the past the three days that followed. Um, we're going to talk about Antonio. Is he going to be the make weight for the Son, whether you're downgrading and upgrading midfield or straight to Harry Kane? Um, and then leading into Conte and Spurs and not just Kane and Son, but also the wing backs. It's probably a good job the game only limits you to five defenders because the way it's going this season with another five at the back, everyone will be playing about nine defenders. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that takes hold. And then we'll go over premium planning as we always do. Nice, sweet. Let's um, get into it. Um, actually, before we get into all that, like uh, you've not, um, you, you, you've got a story to tell, haven't you, about your, your first day at work and FPL? <laughs> Yeah, so in my interview, I was bigging up my 
obviously FPL expertise with yourself, sir. Um, so going my first day, I've been I've been picked up as this FPL legend as it as it was, and they, they go, oh, what's what's your current rank this year? And then the topic of conversation <laughs> quick quickly moved on after that. So that yeah, that was an interesting first day. You you'll have to get yourself one of those um one of those mugs from like FPL merch or something that has your, your previous. <laughs> so you know whenever whenever you whenever someone questions you, you can just take a sip from your mug that has your previous ranks on. Yeah, uh, yeah, you, maybe that is the way. So, yeah, it, it did sound like a bit of an awkward first day. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just like the whole interview, but yeah, uh, yeah, so we'll move on to the game week that was. Um, we'll talk about probably the standout results, really. Um, other than you finally getting Smith for all points, probably the first fixture on there is probably the Liverpool Brighton game, which was very interesting, obviously. Uh, City game was on at the same time, so I didn't actually watch it. A lot of get- good games wasn't wasn't this week at three pm, which is a far cry from last year, where you feel like you were watching every game over the space of about ninety hours. Um, so yeah, Liverpool took two 0 lead. Brighton come back, and Salah only assists. So perma captain is it out the window after one week? Surely not. <laughs> uh, Brighton are just they're just not mugs, are they? Like they're um, Graham Potter knows what he's doing and uh yeah i think uh like we saw against like in the second half against city the week before like they're not pushovers even when they're even when they're losing by like two or three goals they, they keep playing so i think uh i think it's it says it says to say something about the pool's defense though doesn't it like there's a bit of confusion with uh well not confusion but that just started off with matip being the First choice. It looks like Canate is now taken over. So I'd be interested to see how that plays out. Are they going to keep leaking goals, or or is it? Are they going to start getting clean sheets? Because it's it's always the question, isn't it, with with Trent's price? Like if they aren't keeping regular, do, do, do you still think that with um, Trent's attacking returns, he just justifies his price alone with that? Yeah, especially maybe last year or the year before, there's probably an argument. But when you look at Trent's stats this year in terms of attacking threat, probably it's difficult to take him out. I mean, you probably only gave him a punish recently. Is the last one, isn't there? The one before this. Yeah, game. it's just you know I've seen people start to wonder though with uh, when you've got players at City and Chelsea who are producing attacking returns and keeping regular clean sheets. It, that's a bit different, isn't it? To previous seasons, not not like, like you were saying with the defender slots. You you've got Livermento who's uh, keeping clean sheets and getting attacking returns at the moment at four point three. But yeah, I, I think um, Trent's yeah still still staying in our teams. I reckon. Um, I mean, all it takes is is one week, isn't it? Like obviously, you've seen James Chilwell the last few weeks. Like Trent could do that one week easily. Um, obviously, there was a game against Leicester, wasn't it, two years ago, where he was like, was about 28 points he got. So he's always capable of that. The the surprise result of the week for me was uh, Burnley Brentford. Didn't see that one coming. What, ahead Especially... of the Man City game? Uh, well, oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose yeah, that, that one. I think the, the red card did kind of affect that one, didn't it? Like it was. Yeah. I mean, Palace probably. I mean, they might have been able to hold on, but I don't know. I think the game did pivot quite a bit on that sending off. Uh, Laporte had a shocker, didn't he? Uh, he was at fault for the yeah, first goal. Yeah, goal, yeah. Do, do you think um, with how Pep is, like he kind of keeps players playing while they're playing well, and then if there's someone ready and waiting, he'll just give like Stones when he took his chance last season and just never looked back. Do you think that'll be what happens again? Yeah, I think if, if he plays well this weekend um, in the derby, because obviously Stones is going to be playing the derby um, with Diaz, I think if, if City win that game, keep a clean sheet, then I think Stones will be in until he makes a mistake. Because that's that's basically how Stones got on the team last year, didn't he? Like, Laporte, yeah. I think it was the Tottenham game where where City really struggled last year. And then Stones came in after that. And yeah, like you say, never looked back. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that derby kind of turns out in terms of going forward, because Stones is only... I probably, I don't know. I'm talking about like so many attacking fullbacks. You probably wouldn't go there, would you? But he's still a very attractive price. 
Yeah, and he's uh, he showed last season he can get a few headers at pieces. Uh, but yeah, the, the Brentford one, um, I just I, I kind of thought they'd uh, have an easy, not an easy, but a comfortable comfortable game against Burnley with how they've been set up. But I guess I didn't really factor in how um, how it would impact them losing two or three of their first 11, like with teams coming up from the championship. Once once some of your established first teamers aren't there, it is they don't have the same level of quality off the bench like the top half of the table do. So yeah, for, for, is it Force who played instead of Mbomo? Mm-hmm. And the keeper changed didn't really... Didn't really help them at the back either. Just generally looked a bit shakier than usual. So something to to monitor. I'm not sure if um, I'm not sure what their if there's not had their press conference this, yet this week, but it'd be something to monitor. Um, but yeah, I think that might impact my my plans a little bit. Like, would you be d- double up on some people are just people who are fixtures managers are still looking to double up on Brentford, whereas. I'm. I don't think I. I'm. I'm. I'd be happy with just one. I'd probably mm. pick one of the two now. Out of um, yeah, I mean, and Tony. Probably, probably hinders on this this game week, doesn't it? Say they bounce back. Everyone has a poor game. I mean, look at City and Liverpool this week. Yeah. Like, there's no excuse. Everyone has like one point. If they come back and win four 0 against Norwich, Tony and Bomo at the double, then you kind of say that's that's the way to go now as well. I think. Just making that opinion on one game week maybe is a bit too short-sighted, but then when you've only got 11 players and two are going on a promoted side, maybe it's probably yeah, that's both, the, isn't it? That's the thing. And also, it's just, I feel like if you if you wait until after the international break, you've missed like the plum fixture, which is the Norwich one. So I, 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 I kind of feel like if you want to maximise what you're going to get, you, you sort of have to be decisive and go go this week. Uh, so yeah, uh, but we'll talk about that later on as we get to our transfer plans and premium planning, etc. Um, any other games or performances or players you want to talk about? Probably Reese James's performance, wasn't it? Two cracking strikes. The second one, keeper obviously parried it and wasn't in the goal, but still, to it was still a great strike on the volley, a half volley. Um, you, so yeah, you, you know, you know what a popular transfer was last week, don't you? Who? Reese James to Chilwell. Right. Yeah. There'll be a lot of people so, posting themselves. Th- I think th- I think it's an argument to have them both now, just because of how strong your squads are. Um and I think it's too cool after the game, he got asked about his defenders scoring in the past few game weeks, and he actually said they're not defenders, they're midfielders and the way we're playing. So I think that kind of sums up how attacking they are. Yeah, there was a stat going around last week though with um, Reese James that he's had the most sub appearance. He's had more sub appearances combined, like compared to the, the rest of the defense put together. Right. So yeah, yeah, I think th- there's always that risk that like it's all well and good, Taylor, where you've got Livermento first on your bench, but if Reese James comes on for five minutes, that does scuff you a bit there. But then the flip side is, you know, if he's got that potential to score a brace in the weeks where he does start like you'll you'll be you'll be laughing so yeah i wouldn't wouldn't tell anyone not to have both chilwell and james at the moment uh and i think with the way the title's going now with three teams at, at the top five for it the rotation will will be less than usual i think anyway and i think chilwell and james both didn't come on last night so definitely playing this weekend but i think going forward i think i think he'll try and keep a similar team for the premier league um and they're close to qualification now in the Champions League, aren't they? So, yeah. yeah. It was interesting last season against Burnley and against teams which have uh, aerial threats, tall players. He tended to play Alonso over Chilwell. So, I think mm. we, we might learn a bit this week um, on whether he's still employing that sort of that tactic or team decision. Um, they are like that was when he was first in at Chelsea and he hadn't quite got them into his way of playing and all that so maybe now that they're a bit more settled under him he won't feel that that need to be that have that level of caution and he'll still play Chilwell which for my team and obviously I think you, you've got Chilwell as well haven't you mm-hmm. um, yeah I'm actually I'm actually looking at the double up but we'll see right 
Well, yep. Yeah, should, should we get into our our teams then? Yep. Yeah, uh, and obviously a nod to El Sakiko. Uh, you'll be delighted that Oli won that. Um, yeah. Save my thoughts on United and Oli for next time we do the uh, the Manchester review, United City review. Um, it'd be a good time to do that next week after the derby, won't it? Yeah. After we'll have to, we'll have to uh, pencil that in for next week's uh, running order. Well, yeah, he has a great record, doesn't he, against Pep? So yeah, mm. you never know. So, whose team is this? Mine or yours? Yours. All right. Okay. Um, oh, sure. <laughs> well, it's, it's actually hard to tell on the graphic, isn't it? Because it's it, it doesn't have the number of points or anything. Um, <laughs> what was I going to? So, what points did I get? Uh, just a second. I got so I got fifty-seven points last week, and that was. I think that was a green arrow again. Yeah, so that was a green arrow from 186k to 125k. So after uh, four red arrows in a row earlier on, I've had two greens in a row. So this is, I think this is the highest I've been all season now. So yeah, quite pleased with where, where I'm at. Um, the transfers I made were Chilwell in for Diaz, which, which paid off, especially with the way way City played uh, so happy to have double Chelsea defence rather than double City defence going forwards the other transfer I made was um, Rafinha to Foden which was not which in the short term doesn't look a good transfer uh, you, you always run the risk don't you of uh, taking out a player before they play Norwich I just um, thought that with my I think I was umming and iron about whether to make that move and Foden was going up in price, and with my team value not being as strong as others, I did just sort of think I kind of have to make a long-term decision here. I'm going to want, I think I'm going to want Foden more over the next couple of months than I'm going to want Rafinha. So I decided to make make that move. And there'll be, I think, if Rafinha goes off to Brazil again during this international break, there's always that worry of like, you know, is he going to come back fit? Will he be ready? So. I'm, I think I think I'm kind of happy with that move long term. But yeah, annoying to not get Rafinha's points after having him for so long. Uh, elsewhere in my team, Ramsdale in net, very happy with his ten points. Um, I have to say I was very wrong on Ramsdale. I didn't think he'd be a a good a good signing straight away. Um, but yeah, he's come in and proven a lot of people wrong. And then rest, through my the rest of my defence, Livermento finally got some points. From him off my bench, which was uh, somewhat lucky, but I guess after other weeks where I've had like thirty points on my bench, it's about time I uh, got some luck and got some of the Lord's points. Um, Rudiger, six points. That's one where maybe I could move to Reese James from Rudiger, but kind of feels like a bit of a luxury transfer with some of the moves that I might want to make later on. I know we're going to talk about Conte and getting Spurs assets. I don't know if I can afford to sort of effectively burn a transfer just doing Rudiger to James. Cancelo, Alexander-Arnold, both, yeah, both didn't get clean sheets. Cancelo had so many shots, didn't he? But all very low XG shots. Uh, hoping he um, does start to get some of those attacking returns in the next few weeks. Salah captain, everyone had him. Was it 200%? EO or something, so no matter what he did, it didn't really make a difference. Smith Rowe looking good for Arsenal. Happy to have him in my team. Uh, hopefully, the rotating him and and Burmo, which was my plan when I wildcarded, will um will continue to work. It's the, the price points there are great options for the for the bench spots in your team. And then Antonio and Vardy both both didn't get didn't get points, but. I don't know. I feel like I'm still. We'll talk about Antonio later, but West Ham just look good, don't they? He was unlucky not to get points in that game. I did. I did watch that game. Uh, a couple of assists that were very close to being awarded to it. He, I think he got annoyed when uh, he passed the ball to Lanzini. I think for the fourth goal, and then I think Lanzini passed it on again to Bowen, and Antonio was just looking at him like, "That should have been my assist. You should have just shot there." <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and Vardy's one I'm on an iron about now. I, I think I've got to keep him against Leeds, but 
yeah, going forward, that could be someone else. Um, okay. So yeah, yeah, or or maybe go go down to someone cheaper, and then I've got money then to move Mount to Son or something like that. But yeah, not a decent week overall. So it would have been better if I kept Rafinha, but a green arrow, and I'm sort of happy with my team shape going forward. So can't complain. Sweet. Move on to mine. I actually got 39 this week, so I'm falling further behind you. I think I'm about 60 points off, you know, which is very upsetting. But um, nevertheless, got Sanchez in goal, so not quite the lofty heights of 10 Ramsdale points. He only got the one. Uh, Cancelo and Diaz. Diaz has been shocking for me. City's defensive numbers haven't ilked clean sheets out of this, so he might be one that moves to Reese James, potentially. Uh, Chilwell, a Alexander Arnold, who you've got as well. Foden, Salah, captain, same. And Rafinha actually got me out of a bit of trouble, so nice to get points on, on the Sunday. Um, and then Tony, Antonio Vardy, the template forwards, getting 2 2 1, which is, yeah, very well received uh, to my team. Um, but yeah, I actually had a West Ham to beat Villa at the weekend, two, almost 2 2 1, they were, I couldn't believe it. Um, wow. So yeah, West Ham are a good price to look at going forward. So is, is is that how this works then? So um, when your team does badly, you, you bring up your betting successes instead. <laughs> got, to have, got to have some joy. Um, so give the listeners all what they want. What's your what's your rank now? Got down from one point one mil to one point two. So yeah, it's all going it's all going great guns over here. Well, I mean, if if you need to look to anyone for inspiration, you should um, look at where I came back from last season. After my horrendous start, well, well it's uh, it'd be interesting to see if you got the uh, have you got the same character and fortitude that, that I have to come back. You mean the look? <laughs> well, the, the past um, few weeks, like it's literally been one play between me and you, obviously Smith Rowe and Ramsdale this week. But yeah, it's, it's a draw, the look of the coin, isn't it? So. Um, yeah, but we'll uh, we'll save what we're thinking about for transfers and all that t- t- to the end. Um, so, uh, is this is this are we, are we going into Antonio now? Yeah, so far West, West Ham's Antonio. <laughs> yeah, nice segue into from us both having him and uh, looking at his fixtures. Obviously, got Liverpool and City in the next three, Chelsea in the next five, Arsenal in the next seven, um, and then from there, eighteen to twenty-two, West Ham actually have a great run of fixtures. So. That's when you probably want to look to get either Ben Ram or Bowen back, probably or Kufal maybe. But yeah, in the in the short in the short term, I could see a lot of people kind of even downgrading him and getting on or moving straight to Kane. But I just think watching the game at the weekend, like yourself, and the past few weeks, despite not getting the returns, I know he got a goal. Was it last week? So he's not as if he's blanked a lot of weeks in a row, but. He's, he's not got a big hole for a while now, has he? Well, I just think the way West Ham are looking, and he's only he's only getting Premier League games. He's not playing cup. He's playing at City in the cup. He's not played a minute in the Europa League. I don't think yet. Um, even other than the Premier League that he was banned for, so he's very much still being kept for the Premier League, isn't he? And West Ham still look great under under David Moyes. So I'm actually looking at keeping him and selling Vardy. Maybe if you've got don't have Vardy and you've got Antonio Jimenez and someone else, that might be more of a pressing issue. But I think if you've got Vardy, I think Vardy's probably more of a make weight than Antonio for me at the moment. I think he still looks great despite the fixture run. So, yeah, so you're Antonio in? Antonio in. Yeah, I think it's similar for me, to be honest. I, I think he's a player on his own, like even when West Ham weren't, great in the past he's shown that he can score against some of these some of these bigger teams and now that West Ham are like a decent a decent unit playing playing well like they look to have a pattern of play to how they're, how they're playing uh, Bowen and Bowen, Benrahma and Fonell's all um, sort of linking up well in most of their attacks it's, it's been interesting seeing Bowen in the points few weeks it kind of looks a bit like the the dynamic we've seen other teams where the strikers kind of get involved in a lot of the build-up and laying on 
laying on balls and balls through for the onrushing runners from deep. Uh, but I, I don't think I don't think I think we can rely on. I think we can still rely on Antonio to, to be in the points in the future on West Ham score. His uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but his expect his uh, goal involvement for West Ham is still high this season. So, so yeah, I think these fixtures. They're not great, obviously, but like I think I say, the games in between, like the big teams, obviously Wolves, Brighton, and Burnley, they're still good fixtures on paper, aren't they? So maybe, maybe it's a case of if you've got a really strong squad, which more people do at the moment because obviously the lack of the premium strikers delivering. Maybe it is a case of benching him against Liverpool, City, and Chelsea if you need to, and bring either Livermore or someone else you've got in. I think that's probably a better way to do it if you if you're not keen on in them big fixtures. Mm, I mean, he scored against City last season. Mm. I just I I, th- I think for me, I probably wouldn't. I I wouldn't look to, to bench him. I think we, we, we've seen Liverpool just concede two to to Brighton, and they had Trossard up front leading the line, and uh, we've. We talked about City before. Um, you know, the, despite their defensive numbers, are not really keeping. It's not translating to clean sheets at the moment. So yeah, I, I I think I'm I'm I think if you keep him, you you just keep playing him. The the the, the only thing that could change things is if he gets his uh, inevitable injury at some point. But as you say, uh, Murray's looks to be managing him quite well. I think if West Ham weren't playing so well and didn't have such a, a vibe about them, like I don't know, did you see uh, Declan Rice's Instagram after the the win against Villa? Like no. he was doing some, he was doing, he's put himself um, top of my list of uh, footballers I'd like to go on a night out with. Like right. for, for, for a long while, it's been uh, you know, like Thomas Muller's been there for about ten years on, on that list. Just he seems like a madman. Watching the clips of him at the Bavarian at Oktoberfest, rampaging around the, the Bavarian beer halls, but Declan Rice was like doing, he was, he was doing a song in French. Zuma was playing a song, and like it, Declan had learned the words and was just like doing this, doing this dance and like completely vibing out to this this French banger. So he, he just looks like he's having the time of his life. So I think the, the players have generally just been speaking about. Uh, how much fun they're having at the moment at West Ham. Like you saw with um what's what's the lad playing right back for them called? Ben in for, sorry? Ben Johnson. Yeah. The the, the, the celebration the, he did that sort of banger celebration for his goal. Ants like, in the air and all the players got involved. Like I think it shows that they're just having that they're all enjoying the football at the moment. So I think if West Ham weren't in that in that mode, I'd be maybe looking at getting rid of Antonio, but yeah, I'm planning to keep. I I had penciled in Antonio to Tony for the for that run of fixtures because this run, I think that will be a popular move this week, Antonio to Tony, because the the fixture swing aligns itself quite quite nicely with Brentford's run. But I've given that I've already got a Brentford attacking player, as I was saying before, I'm happy to to go in with go in with one and keep Antonio. Yeah, cool. So we're both we're both Antonio in. Uh, the next the next topic on the on the agenda is obviously the arrival of Mister Antonio Conte. Um, I worked with a Spurs fan at City. He was very very excited. Uh, like I say, another world class manager to the Premier League. Probably a lot different to when Mourinho arrived. Mourinho was on the way down, whereas there's probably no arguments where Conte is right up there with Pep, Tuchel, like he deserves to be in, in the conversation with them. Um, so yeah, these are the stats from Chelsea and Inter. Obviously, Chelsea was following Mourinho's disastrous season, wasn't it? So yeah, these stats are quite interesting, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, uh, I loved it when when he came in at, at Chelsea and he actually referred to wanting to avoid a Mourinho season, which wound Mourinho up so much. I I I, I hope he does that again because uh, Mourinho's not having a great time at, at Roma at the moment in Serie A. Um, but yeah, so this this um, graphic we've got up uh, for the people listening on the podcast, it's just um, a couple of graphs showing the uh, 
percentage difference in goals, games won, points per game and possession once Conte comes came in at Chelsea and Inter. So the stats at Chelsea are a bit skewed by how awful Mourinho's season was the year before, but number of goals went up 44%. Games won, the percentage increase was 150%. <laughs> points per game increase was 86%. Possession, interestingly, was minus 2%. Uh, at Inter, goals was 42% increase, games won 20%, points per game increased 19%. So I think, you know, that the Chelsea one's a bit of an outlier, probably. I think you, you, you're probably more looking at what he did at Inter, like that sort of, like if he if he achieves that, that level of um, performance increase, you'd say... He's he's done he's done really well. I think that season at Inter, I think they finished tenth the season before that. So he came in and really shook things up. And then the season after that, they they obviously won they won the Scudetto. Um, I think on a lot of, of the other podcasts this week, they've they've gone into you know how how he sets up. So the the Son Kane partnership w- will that be akin to uh, La Torre Martinez and Lukaku last season because they're I think Latoura Martin has got 17 goals in, in the league which th- th- that immediately sprung out to me because you, you'd think if he goes for a similar style of play that he had at Inter last season then Son will be in that Latoura Martinez role so if he racks up like a similar number of goals playing a bit further forward uh, and keeps up some decent assist numbers given that we're going to be captaining Salah more I I, I I sort of think my initial thoughts are to plan to get Son in um, what, 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 what about you? It's an interesting one isn't it um, it's probably yeah for both obviously Kane's form this season hasn't been great but there's, there's probably a reason that Conte has took the job now and not in the summer. And one of them is probably that Kane's kind of promised that he'll, he'll stay if Conte comes. So you never know. You've seen plays in the past that Conte has kind of got their arm around. And all, Lukaku, to an, an extent, like the, the development that he, he had, not necessarily that he he wanted to leave the club, but like the d- development in terms of his, his numbers in front of goal. So yeah, we all know that Kane, historically... He's one of the best FPL assets, so you can kind of get Kane back up to what he was. There's, there's probably an argument between both of them, but yeah, like you say, if it is a front two and and Son's not playing wing or behind the front two, which I can't see. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I probably probably wait and see what happens to in the Everton game. I actually, watch that game in detail and more positioning of players rather than how well they play. Um, yeah, and probably make a judgment from there. The wing backs very interesting as well. Regulon Emerson Royal, who he actually wanted Emerson, didn't he, before Inter signed Hakimi? So he's a player that he's very keen on. Right. Did did you did we have some stuff on the wing backs? Yeah. yeah. So this is just a a thread that I pulled out from uh, from, from, from John Doe FPL. So this is a, a great thread from him, and he kind of goes into detail his Inter Milan team of the past or well, the two seasons that he was there. And this was the team from the first year. Uh, obviously, Buragi and Kandreva, the fullbacks, they kind of moved on, but Lukaku and Martinez were the mainstays of that team uh, throughout his two year tenure. The same probably Kane and Son, if he keeps them through going. Um, and this is the first year with the backup fullbacks as well, Nashville Young and Dombrosio. Uh, so, yeah, two goals, six assists for Buragi. Kandreva, five goals and eight assists, which is unbelievable for a fullback. That's kind of Trent numbers, really. Uh, Young, four goals, four assists. Uh, and Dombrosio, four goals, no assists. So, they're some big numbers, aren't they, in the first year? They actually improve in the second year for the wingbacks. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it was. It, I, I've just remembered how, how mad it was at the time when he signed um, Ashley Young because he, he wasn't having a great time at United at the time. But yeah, worked out. So yeah, this is the second year, uh, first year again. But this is the strikers: uh, Martinez and Lukaku. Forty-four goals and assists between them in the league. Uh, so Martinez fourteen goals, five assists. Lukaku twenty-three goals, two assists. 
So that's 77 goal contributions between the wing backs and, and forwards, which is pretty damn good, as it says there from John Doe. Then the second year, the the spine of the team is quite similar. Obviously, Ericsson's in there, but then the fullbacks are the, are the difference here. Perisic playing left wing back and Akimi. Right wing back, we all he's moved on to PSG now. So what a great fullback he was! It's whether Emerson and Regulon can kind of deliver similar numbers to what these two offered, which was the uh, they combined for thirty eight goals and assists. So Hakimi there seven goals, ten assists, which is even better than the season prior. Perisic four goals, five assists. Young one goal, four assists, and then Damian who arrived for United back at fullback three goals, four assists. So. Yeah, these are these are great numbers again. Uh, Martinez and Lukaku, uh, they sixty-one goals and assists between them. So seventeen goals, ten assists for Martinez. Twenty-four goals, ten assists. So that's ninety-nine goals between the wing backs and forwards, which is pretty nuts, isn't it? Yeah. So I think that was the yeah that was the number I was talking about for Martinez. So if 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 Son plays the La Torre Martinez role. I I think personally, he he would be the better FPL asset. If it, that's assuming Salah continues to be a great captain option, and we don't need to look at having someone else. Um, but then, yeah, I guess maybe uh, maybe Kane will become a factor then if if Conte does manage to come in and turn turn things around when uh, Salah goes to Afcon because yeah. There'll definitely be a few weeks where we have to look away from Liverpool and Salah when an Afcon comes around. Yeah, and uh, I was looking, trying to find what the Spurs team would look like. I think the probably contentious issues here is will be will it be Davis or Sanchez, and will it be Delhi or Ndombele? I actually think it will probably be Ndombele, but we'll see how that develops. But yeah, you can see. I think. It came out this morning that Conte's first thing that he did was play a match between two 11s and they both played 3-5-2. Uh, whether that's true or not, that came from the athletic this morning, which I just found quite interesting. So, yeah, it's, it is looking like that he, he will play his favourite formation. Uh, I do you said, think... You said, did you say a 3-5-2? Is, would you call it a 3-5-2, what he's playing? Or five, I think when they... Well, because the... the, the, the yeah, I, that thing from the Athletics said three five two, didn't it? But this this graphic you've got up now is like a three four. It's almost like a three four three, isn't it? Or a three four one two. Yeah, yeah. I suppose you can probably. I mean, I, I think I think he has done both of those. Um, right. But is it a three? Yeah, yeah. It's confusing. But um, I think I think with these managers, they prefer like if you ask Tuchel what he's playing, it's a three five two, isn't it? It's not five three two. And you can kind of go mm. along with that. And I think if these if these fullbacks kind of get near the numbers, I'm, I've not seen much of Royal this season. I've not been too impressed, but maybe that's just because Nuno's kind of not making the most of him. But with the Royal and Regulon can match Hakimi and Perisic, which is no easy feat, will be a question. But yeah, I actually think probably nine of these players are probably nailed, aren't they? It's, it's, it's Deli and Davis for me, probably. Is it Sanchez or Ndombele that will play the first game? Yeah, and at Chelsea when he first came in, he did he did try sticking with a a four at the back thing at first, and then eventually I think it was after like a is the first lost. it was the first three games wasn't it? They didn't do too great, and he actually switched at half time I think off memory in one of them games, and they turned it around in that game, and they took to it instantly. So yeah, so yeah, I mean it's it'd be interesting to see whether he goes with this five at the back thing from. Or whatever three five two or five three two whatever it is from from the start because he's he's not had a preseason with them like he's had at his other clubs or whether he make makes changes gradually. So yeah, I think uh, you know some people will be moving to Sonokane straight away this week, but I'm I'm in your camp of waiting to see how it plays out. I I, I also just think this week, the week before an international break. If you don't really have anything major to do, it's a great week to save a transfer. We saw what chaos there was in the international break last week. Uh, not last week, last time round. So, yeah, I think it's a wait and watch for me personally. Um, and, yeah, the, 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 one of the other moves I was considering was uh, Tony to in for Antonio, but 
happy to keep Antonio. And the only other thing that could would really improve my team personally would be a uh, Reese James in. But again, it feels a bit. I think I'd rather just have those two frees over the international break. What are your, um, obviously you're the man of the the minus eight this year. Um, <laughs> what's what's, yeah, what, what's your stance? Weeks. What's your stance on the international break? Do you think it'll be as chaotic as it was last time, or do you think it'll be a bit easier? I think it's the South American games, isn't it, that you got to watch for especially from the last two. And I think I think they're trying to cram in so many more games ahead of the World Cup. So I think that's probably. I'm not sure if they play an extra game this time. They played three games last time, didn't they? Which that's made him come back late. Um, so yeah, that's 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 probably the one to watch. I think the the European ones are okay. It's just yeah, it's the ones that are going to South South America. I'm not sure about Korea con with Son and stuff. So, so yeah, it'd be interesting. On, to, on this Spurs, Son think, versus Kane thing, like the last thing I'd add on that is just I feel like there's less to do for Son to get back into form because he's his energy, like his body language, and like he's sort of had more impressive performances than Kane has in the league anyway for for Spurs this season already. Whereas for Kane. One, you're relying on Conte coming in and having an immediate impact. And two, you need Kane to suddenly snap out of it as well. Mm. Whereas for Son, I feel like he doesn't have the the same baggage about the, you know, the hangover from the summer and the transfer and the Euros and whatever's been going on with Kane. I think I think Son is just a bit of an easier a bit of an easier way in, uh, in that sense. Yeah, it's, t- it's team dependent. One of the arguments for Kane that works is that um, if you if you, if you get the structure of your team right to get Kane in, you're then well set to do the Kane to Ronaldo move. But um, that that brings us on to maybe the should we go into the premium planning? Yeah. So ordered by difficulty next five, and yeah, I don't think it's any coincidence that Leave is rushed to get Conte in now. Obviously, the Everton game at the weekend, which. It's labelled as a difficult fixture here, but anyone who's watched Everton the last few games, especially Monday night first half, they were absolutely woeful. So that, that I don't think it's almost as if they've got five green fixtures as it is the next five, which is interesting. It's it's going to be whether do you, do you actually get Sam and Kane this week and kind of get ahead of the curve a bit, um, and then the other teams that stand out, Newcastle, who are obviously looking out for another manager as well. So. Those two are going to get maybe get a new manager bounce. Obviously, Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle next. So, funnily enough, all the all the um, the top teams, Chelsea, Liverpool, and City, are in, in the bottom ten. So, yeah, maybe people are moving to different teams for their transfers, which will be interesting. Is your is your captain this week set on set on Salah? Last yeah. Time? Yeah, I think so. I think if Vardy had scored past couple, it would have made it a bit more interesting. But he, yeah, two blanks. You're probably not going to go there. You're more worried if he's going to play rather than actually scoring. Um, yeah, probably probably is Salah this week. Obviously, the Manchester derby. Ronaldo coming off the back of two great games now, isn't it? Do you go there? Uh, probably not. Would are you set on Salah? Yeah, I I just thought you know just before we forget. Because uh, it's, it's quite easy to get in the mindset of not worrying about the captain, isn't it, at the moment? Uh, although although West Ham are solid, we've been bigging them up for half the podcast. They, they do still concede concede goals, and uh, Salah's just in that in that sort of beast mode. So yeah, happy to happy to leave it on Salah. Um, look, looking at the um, fixture swings, um, would you? If you didn't have any Brentford players, like, do you have any? Do you actually have any Brentford players? Yeah, Ivan Tony for his two blanks. Oh yeah, of course. W- w- what would you? Um, I guess we, we we're not sure yet at the moment if Mbomo is fit for this week or not. He was on the bench this weekend, so maybe he'll be back. But do, do you, kind of touched on it at the start. But would you? If you didn't have Ivan Tony, would you still get him in? Like if if you were on a wild card this week, what would you be doing about Brentford? Oh, if he's on a wild card, yeah, hundred percent. Right. I suppose it's tricky if it's a transfer, isn't it? Especially with the Spurs games coming up. Uh, I'm, I'm probably tempted to do Diaz to James this week. 
Uh, no hits this week. You'll be you'll be sad to find out. But yeah, that that's probably looking at. I just think those two Chelsea fullbacks do look great at the moment, and obviously Burnley is a great fixture at home. Nice. Yeah, that's does sound like a, a good transfer. I think yeah, he didn't play last night, so he, he just looked set for another start. And yeah, I, I'll just have to hope Chilwell outscores. Well, but you've got Chilwell as well. Yeah, I don't know. It's all right. Diaz will get a hat trick. That that will that will Uh, hopefully one of those Rudiger specials from outside the box finally comes off. He, he had another two shots from outside the box for the weekend. He just loves he loves it, Rudiger. Um, did, have we got um before we end? Have we got did, have we got that thing on United's run coming up? Uh, no. Nope. Let me. I might just be able to quickly send you the send you the link. We'll have to try and f- fill this dead air while while I quickly get it. Um, do, 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 do. What's your bench order this week? What are you doing with Livermento? Uh, so I'll actually playing Livermento this week. Uh, my bench is you looking sat- like. I'm tempted to bench Antonio this week, actually. It's whether it be Antonio or Livermento. But the other two, Ben Rama, Basuma, um, yeah, it's just that last spot. Yeah, I'm in a tr- I'm in a trick. You've got you've got your uh, you've got your all your WhatsApp chats up for the for everyone to see. <laughs> you you got your DMs on display. Got nothing to hide, mate. So yeah, for for the uh, we like we do like to look ahead and helps. It's good for fixture planning to just you know look ahead quite a bit sometimes. So I mentioned before about one of the pros of getting Kane in being that you're well set then to do the Kane to Ronaldo move, and you can see here that United's fixtures. What is are they the fixtures for United? Yeah, after after the City game. Right, off, right off after the City game, yeah. So, basically, from game week 15, United's run is Crystal Palace, Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley, Wolves. I mean, you, you, no matter if Ollie's there or not, you do have to have a think about getting a United player in for that run, don't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's, yeah, another thing to think about with team planning. I think that that's when I was looking at looking at that, it kind of made me solidify in my mind. I'm definitely gonna save a transfer this week because yeah, getting Son in and then getting you know trying to then have a plan for Ronaldo in a few weeks. Gonna need it's those. It's the premium debates back, isn't it? Son, Son, Ronaldo, so uh, Salah. You, you'll have to do another drunk wild card and get them all in. <laughs> Okay, no, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it one of the other interesting things there is just uh, that so the Twitter account's credit here is uh, FPL hints, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, for, for the podcast listeners, like it's just as well as having the United's fixtures up, it just kind of shows some of the uh, the other goal records that Ronaldo's trying to hit. And you know, if you know Ronaldo, he loves, loves smashing a record, he's like those individual milestones are kind of what kind of what drives him. So six so six goals away from eight hundred all time career goals, eighteen goals away from five hundred league goals, and then he's thirty two off the postcast postcast all all time league tally. And you think in those plum fixtures that we just mentioned, he should be able to rack rack up a few. Like each, if if we've learned anything over the past two two weeks, it's that even in a United team with no, no, no coaching and no real game plan. He's still finding a way to, to get the goals. So, I don't know. There might be a conversation about whether, whether it's Bruno or Ronaldo for that run. Because if Bruno's still on pens, maybe that'll be easier for some people's teams to get Bruno, like mm-hmm. Santa Bruno maybe or something like that. But I think some of those games for sure, especially if it coincides with um, Salah going off to off. Going off to the African Cup of Nations, having one of the United premiums there would be a good option for um, for captaincy in, in that run. 
Yeah, definitely. And he got a goal against Liverpool as well, didn't he? That was ruled out marginally offside. So, yeah, it's not just the last two. He's, he's kind of maintained the form, really. He had a few blanks, isn't it? But the last three games, including Champions League, he's, he's delivered. So, yeah, just for the... Just for, 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 I'd add that in at the end there for the people who like to, to plan, plan ahead. Something to something to look out for. Sweet. Uh, so your yeah, so so your transfer, ninety percent sure, something like that. DS probably yeah, probably probably yeah. I just I just I just like that. I'm surprised you've not surprised you've not done it already for the price rise. My my team value is that high already. I I thought. I mean, I think I. One I, of thought delay, I, want... I thought I'll delay the fight back to you. I'll give you. I'll give you a few more weeks to, to keep keep being uh, cheerful about it. Smug about um, it. Yeah, I think uh, I'm all for like the the moves to get the the price increases on weeks where there isn't the European football. I just always find it. I just can't can't sleep at night when there's that. Like, was it the week? The week where like Lukaku got injured against Malmo in the Champions League, it kind of showed like what can happen if you make early moves sometimes, and you get can get get, get yourself locked into a hit. I think you, you you basically got lucky last season where you didn't get caught out by that at all, and you tried to do the same thing this season, and it's not been basically yeah. all the all the bad luck that was due to you last season is all coming this season. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Still plenty of time. What are we game week? Ten game weeks gone. 28 to catch you. Easy. Yeah. I mean, I'll give myself odds say, of four to six. Four to six? <laughs> I, I, I'd go more six to one. <laughs> oh, um, I bet myself. Are you taking bets? Well, what a side bet. <laughs> what, we'll, six we'll, to we'll, one? We'll, we'll have to talk about that off air. Not six to <laughs> right. one. All right. What? All right. Okay. Six to four. And it, well, no we're, we're going to be confusing everyone with the fractions there. Um, yeah, we, we, we should we should do something like that, maybe like a a little thing to keep tally on each week over the podcast. We, we'll have to discuss that for next week. Uh, right. But yeah, don't forget the Friday deadline, people, and and yeah, good luck with your transfers. Um, don't forget the inter- don't um, you know if you've got nothing to do. Try and save your transfer. The international break will cause chaos as it always does. So um, having two frees over that for injuries and stuff is always is always there, always wise. So that's my. Um, we've not had a Mindy's top tip in ages. I think I think that was the first ever time I wheeled it out last season. Mindy's top <laughs> tip: save your international, save your free transfers over the international break. The difference is yeah, last year you were doing it at two million. Now you're doing it at 110k. So maybe it has a bit of weight this time. Yeah. Um well on that on that bombshell. Catch you all later. See you next week.